Witchy and Weird Podcast. Hi everyone, it is the first ever episode of Witchy and Weird Pod and I'm really excited to open this new community and energetic portal up. It's something that I've been dreaming of, receiving intuitive downloads for, and honestly um, procrastinating and putting off. And I think that's also a really good segue into just the first episode I wanted to talk about my intentions and that kind of goes into me sharing and being vulnerable. So who I am a little bit, I guess, like, why do we want to listen to this person? What authority are they? All of the stuff. So I am a non-binary bi um, witch or mystic. Um, so my pronouns are they, them, and my name is Amanda. <laughs> I'm so excited. I forgot to say it. Um, yeah, so I am a energy healer. I'm a psychic medium. I'm a witch. I'm all of the things pretty much. Like I'm super magical into learning about all these different things. And I wanted to make this podcast to kind of marry together that spiritual side of my life and my interests um, with the rest of my other interests, which is like spooky, horror, gore, uh, Halloween, like all of that stuff, like the occult. Uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of research on that side of things. And I am a entrepreneur. So my business is very spiritual. And I've been uh, in my spiritual journey for a couple years now. So I wanted to talk about different things within all of those realms and to create a space for like witchy and weird people. So I really want this to be super inclusive and just a space where you can learn and explore and ask questions and connect with me and heal with me um, while I'm being vulnerable about my healing journey and to receive like different opportunities uh, to work with me as well. So that's kind of like how I'm feeling about it. And my biggest thing for this podcast is I want to be really raw on the podcast. So I feel like a lot of podcasts that I listen to, uh, especially spiritual ones, maybe I don't listen to too many or the right ones you guys can email (laughs) and let me know. Um, I feel like a lot of them, it's like, oh, I worked through this thing and I'm here to share it. Or I learned about this thing and I'm here to share it. And there is going to be a great deal of that. But I wanted to bring the raw element of like, I'm going through this thing and I want to like talk about it with you as I'm going through it. Because I feel like that vulnerability and that um, kind of connection is really needed. Um, It's something that I really feel called to bring. And I think that it makes it a lot more, um, I think it'll make the podcast a lot better because then you'll be like, oh, maybe I'm currently going through this right now or I went through this and I I didn't know this part. This is a really good piece to bring up. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of like exploring topics uh, in the occult and witchy things, but also like spiritual healing journey and like my spiritual journey. Um, Yeah. So along with that, talking about being raw and being vulnerable, that is a huge lesson for me in this lifetime that I've been working on for years. And I feel like for a lot of people too, being vulnerable is like one of the scariest things. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that and like how 
being vulnerable and working with our fears can be the key to our growth. Um, probably a common thing that a lot of people talk about. And I think it's funny because in the beginning I talked about like I've been procrastinating that um, doing this first episode. And I feel like that's really indicative of like my journey in terms of the growth because I did have a podcast before I was a co-host and we did a few episodes and we decided to kind of like go our separate ways. Like we were both looking to do different things, which was great. And it was a great learning experience, but I think it kind of gave me that safety blanket of like having somebody else there um, to hold me accountable, to be on the podcast so that I wouldn't be just like talking into a microphone by myself with my dog. And yeah, so I just kept putting it off. And I was still having all these cool ideas and having a lot of people um, start following our Instagram page and all of that. So it was a lot of good things were coming in. And I think that um, that is really like the core of the growth example that I'm talking about, where it's like, if you're not pushing yourself just a tiny bit to get out of your um, comfort zone, then you're not really uh, allowing yourself to create opportunities for growth. So, you know, like if I just kept saying that I was going to do it and didn't do it, like I wouldn't be growing. I wouldn't be putting myself out there. I wouldn't be doing something that might be scary or new that I wouldn't know what the outcome is. And that is really where your growth happens. That's the magic, right? The magic of growth is in pushing your comfort zone. Um, and that being said, do that within reason, right? Like, don't just be like, oh, well, I heard that you have to <laughs> push yourself out of your comfort zone. So I'm going to do the scariest thing possible and like trigger myself. That, no, I'm not asking to do that. You know, um, I have a really awesome business coach, uh, Caitlin, and she was talking about this in regards to our business that you want to push the edge a little bit. So it's like, do something that you feel, I mean, this is more for business, but it's like, do something that you feel like an authority of in your, in your business, like maybe offer a new course or try a new pricing plan and then push a tiny bit out of your comfort zone. So it's like, she calls it playing the edge. And I think that that is a really cool concept to bring into our everyday life because maybe it's too scary to say like, I'm going to fully go all out and heal this all right now. Um, and and a lot of times I feel like that's what we're taught in the spiritual community is like, you can get to, to from A to B overnight, super quickly, you know? And I think the idea of timeline jumping and timeline shifting is extremely possible. But I think that sometimes it's frustrating to tell somebody like, you can heal. Like maybe you have a shitty relationship with money and you're like, yeah, I just I want to have a great relationship with money. So I'm just going to keep doing stuff to tell myself over and over again that I I love money. I love money. I have a great relationship with money. Money and I are friends, all of it. And then you're just like, this doesn't feel right. Like it's not feeling true for me and my body. I'm not like relaxing in this comment. I'm tensing up physically every single time I say this to myself. And I think this can be applied to like literally anything that you're doing in your life, um, especially around your healing journey. It's like taking the steps. Put, I like the idea of like pushing the edge because it's like I'm taking the steps. Like it doesn't need to be all or nothing, one end of the spectrum all the way to the other end of the spectrum. It's like 
okay, some things you feel like, yeah, I could do that. I could totally do that. And some things it's like, okay, I need to just push the edge a little bit. Like, how do I get the growth to start? How do I, you know, make myself a little bit more comfortable? And and then once I reach that new level of comfort, then I push it a little bit more. Because we have our whole life to do this. Like, there's, I mean, I guess there's a hurry if you're like, I don't want to be doing this when I'm 80 and not have achieved my goals and stuff. And it's like, your goals are always going to be changing. So it's important to acknowledge that. Um, but you have your whole lifetime to do this. And that's kind of um, how I see the purpose of life, <laughs> like a side tangent, like my personal belief on um, the purpose of life. Like people always ask that question, what is the meaning of life? And I think that the meaning of life is just to enjoy it, to have the journey, to heal, to connect with yourself, to, you know, do all of those things that a lot of people do on their spiritual journey. And sorry, I had like a pop-up on my computer that totally distracted me. <laughs> um, so yeah, the purpose, sorry, the purpose of your of life is basically like what a lot of people say the purpose of your spiritual journey is. It's like to learn who you are, to fall in love with yourself, to have the journey, to keep growing, to experience life, to be present. Like it's really about like a lot of people talk about that concept about when you're a soul before you reincarnate, you create a contract about pretty much everything in your life, every person you're going to meet, every circumstance, every event that goes on, and then you forget it all. And the purpose of being here is to remember that. So it's like, for me, I really feel like a lot of my childhood, and I even see it in like my astrology chart, there's so many like synchronicities around this. It's like, I had all these traumas, all these programmings. And now my life journey is like, one, to survive and to thrive from them, to integrate them, but to uncover like, who am I without all of this other stuff that people have put on me. And that's really about like your self love journey, your spiritual journey, all of the things I was just talking about. So yeah, ending that tangent. But that's where the growth is. Like, that's the point. Like, we're not just trying to grow and then be done in two years. It's a full, <laughs> it's a full time job, right? Like, I can't believe they expect us to like have regular jobs and try and exist. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So be gentle with yourself. If you're like, I can't, like I've been trying for years to get somewhere and I don't see the progress and it's not happening fast enough. It's like you, you are doing it in a pace that is best for you and feels comfortable. And sometimes when we push ourselves to do it so quickly, we don't really see that growth because our body is just like resisting so, so hard to it that it's even hard to like make any progress at all when really maybe we need to be gentle with our body and gentle with ourselves and whatever is coming up and slowly traverse through it. And the, the funny thing is a lot of the time when you release that need to like do it so quickly and you're like, okay, fine, I'll just do it. Whatever pays it needs to happen. I'm not tied to any outcome around this. I, I'm i just gonna like follow my journey and as it comes up as needed. Usually once you have that kind of attitude, then it happens really quickly. <laughs> um, and that's also something that um, I always get like intuitive downloads when I'm talking. Um, so something that 
I was just reminded of by my guides is the that's pretty much how your spiritual journey works. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, there's a bunch of TikToks about it and, and other spiritual people talking about it. Like your first few lessons in your spiritual journey take a long time because it's a big thing for you to overcome. It's a learning a lot of new things, um, healing a lot of things, having new coping mechanisms, like shifting your perspective on life. And, you know, it's like that whole like, wow, my life is a lie kind of thing. And so it takes a while to get through your first few lessons. And then after that, they just become quicker and faster. They're coming in and you're healing them. And maybe your first one took you like a couple of years. Then the next one you heal in a year and six months and three months and every day, you're, you know. Um, and I think that that's part of growth is like being able to move through these things and be resilient so that we can integrate quickly and to create that beautiful life that you're wanting to create. Um, Yeah. And so this like fear is also part of growth. I feel like they're part of the same coin. Um, This saying, your triggers are your treasures. I really love that saying because it really does show you where the growth lies. Because I feel like for a lot of people, they're like, I don't know what I need to do. I don't know. And one part of my argument for this would be, you don't need to know. And I think that that's part of being human, right? Like we always want to know the fear of the unknown and the universe is asking us consistently to have faith and to not need to know everything. Just feel the feelings. Why do you need to know what they are? Just allow the healing to come. Why do you need to know why it's coming up? You know? So when you, it's the same thing when you release the need for it to happen so quickly, if you release the need to know, then it will happen and you'll probably end up knowing anyways. It's really about faith. Um, But the other part of that is your triggers are going to show you what needs to be healed, where the opportunities for growth are. And that doesn't need to be really big triggers. Like for me, um, I have a partner, my boyfriend and I have been together for like over seven years and we don't live together yet. Um, Hopefully this year we'll move in together. Um, And I would always always get pissed at him when he would um, not rinse his dishes in the sink. And like, this seems like something so mundane. And I feel like so many people have like these little like pet peeves, right? Those are triggers because we might not see it this way, but like pretty much everything that triggers us in some kind of way is tied to a deeper issue. Like, I don't know if you've read or heard anything about this, but um in like relationship, like therapy and like psychology, they basically tell you that if you're getting pissed at your partner in any relationship, to be honest, about lots of little things, and they're just like always getting mad at you, or you're always getting mad at them for like little stupid stuff, that's kind of like an indication for you that there's a bigger issue that's underlying, right? So that's kind of like your triggers are your treasures because usually if I'm getting pissed about this small thing that he did, this small thing that he did, this small thing that somebody else did, I'm, I'm likely not speaking up about something really big that's bothering me. And that's why it's like, I'm trying to maintain that level of ignorance or avoidance around that issue so much that when little things come up, it's like, "Ah, I can't hold it in anymore. I'm fucking pissed. So I 
I literally sat down and I was like, why? I journaled with myself and I asked myself, like, why am I getting so mad at my boyfriend for not rinsing a dish? Like, this is not a big deal. Um, I can just ask him to rinse them. But instead, I'm just getting really mad and I'm yelling. And I found out, like, wow, it's because my mom was super anal when we were growing up. And she would yell at us about the placement of the dishes in the dishwasher. And so my inner child was just like, wow, I got in trouble. I got yelled at all the time for like this and you can't even wash your dish. Like, so I would lash out. And that was also part of my programming, right? Like I grew up in a household where it's like, everything needs to be exactly where it is and you're not doing it right. It's only my way or the highway. And so when I interact with other people, that's what I'm programmed to do. I don't know any better. There's nothing wrong with that. It's That's how we learn as children. And I I just didn't ask myself, do I actually want to continue this pattern? Like, do I want to (laughs) keep like yelling at people for the way that they put away things and and thinking it's only this one way that I was taught when I was a kid that I honestly didn't even like agree with or like. It's just like I that's how I was raised. So I'm just regurgitating the behavior. So it seems something it seems like something really, really like not very important, but it really is tied to like a bigger issue of like, wow, I'm just going through life, not allowing myself to ask, what do I actually want? Like, what is my natural response? Do I want to perpetuate this behavior? Like, and and then connecting with my inner child, like, hey, I get you. I feel you. I see you. You know, like, I, I see why you were mad. I see why you're lashing out about small things because you still haven't had the space to heal from consistently being yelled at for everything that you did. So there's so much to be explored in like our triggers. And I feel like that's really tied to our fear and tied to growth, right? Um, It's like we're going down like this super, super deep rabbit hole. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, so the triggers are your treasures. I really love that because it's like anything that you're getting annoyed at, angry at, bothered at, upset at any anything in your life like you can usually sit down you know and give yourself the time to process to write it out and to to keep following like your personal rabbit hole to get to the root of the issue which is probably permeating more than one aspect of your life because it's like I started with plates in the dish or dishes in the sink I don't know why I said plates in the dish (laughs) and I ended up with my inner child was upset for always being yelled at for being wrong you know, that's a huge thing, but it shows up in these small things in our life. And I'm sure that my inner child was lashing out for a lot of other things for the same reason. So just if we're like, oh, I don't know where to begin. I don't know like where my edge is. I don't know how to push myself to be more vulnerable or to have growth. Like look to those things in your life. They're like, I don't know what it is. It just always irks me. Like I have a pet peeve about this. Um, And, you know, some of them might just be like, you just don't like it. There's certain pet peeves where it's like, that's just gross to me. Um, But some people would argue that everything comes down to something. See, maybe you might explore that. Yeah, so just just being committed to growth, taking smaller things and breaking them down. The more you do smaller stuff like that, the easier the bigger stuff will be. And like I said, you're likely going to reach the bigger stuff anyways, as you keep exploring yourself and keep asking questions and giving space to heal instead of just like, oh, I'm so mad. Uh, I'll just get over it. And then you get mad again the next week. I'll just, I just need time to relax and get over it. Like 
I think that it's important to honor your boundaries if that's your boundary, but also it's important to honor your healing and, and ask your body and your, your inner child or your shadow, your ego, whatever you're working with to reveal like why why do we consistently keep getting upset about all of this um yeah i think it's so funny like every time i ask my inner child like it's it's never what i think it is like me as a conscious adult i'm like oh it must be this oh it's totally this i totally understand i took time and i processed it and i 100 know what my inner child is feeling this is this and then I sit down and I ask my inner child and it's like something else. And I'm like, dang. (laughs) And I think that's really tying back to what I was saying about not needing to understand everything. Like you don't, you honestly don't need to understand everything because in our conscious mind, we have a lot of filters put on our perception of reality which would be like our programming and our trauma and what we choose you know to believe in um and i think that we were taught in our society to be very logical only you know like no emotions emotions are weird and crazy and you're like hysterical and like all that stuff and so we're like we must logically understand everything um and so when I take that time to try and logically understand what I think the issue is, instead of just tapping in with my body and asking, hey, what do you need? What is going on? It's totally different answer. And honestly, it's a lot quicker because I don't need to spend like five hours trying to figure it out over like, you know, 10 different sessions with myself. And instead, I can just sit down and be raw and vulnerable and say, hey, what's going on? Why is this coming up? And I hear something totally different. Like, oh, I'm mad because I always got yelled at for these things. Before I thought it was like, oh, the dishes thing. It's like, I'm just mad at him for some other issue and I'm not bringing it up. But it was like, no, it has nothing to do with him. It was about me, right? And that's the beauty of looking at it that way of your triggers or your treasures is that We're not blaming other people. We're realizing that other people make us upset or angry or elicit some kind of emotional response from us for a reason because they're mirroring something about ourselves. This is like a really common thing that a lot of people who don't heal or deal with their trauma due to other people, unfortunately, is like projecting, right? Like we're not, we're getting mad at somebody for doing something, then they did nothing wrong but it's projecting about some issue deep inside of us. That's what happened with me. I was getting mad at my boyfriend and he didn't really do anything wrong. Nobody asked him. I never asked him to rinse the dishes. I just got mad at him for not doing it. (laughs) So it's like, he didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't communicating. And then when I did communicate, I was just projecting my inner child's anger at him. And I think that it's a beautiful way to see it that like that, because for many things in our life, we can look at it that way. I know there are definitely extreme situations where it's it's not that way. Like, you know, somebody takes advantage of you or sexually abuses you or things like that. Like that is not like, oh, there's I'm getting mad. So that's why. They, no, that's not the reason. But it's more so about any reaction that we have to other people. Like, why am I getting mad at this person for walking too slow? Like, what you know like oh this person always does this behavior and it makes me upset 
those types of things. It's really not about them. It's about us. And we have the opportunity to look inward and to heal that. And I think when we see it that way, it makes it a lot easier to work with other people too, because it's like, oh, they were just really in their feels and they were projecting their issues on me. And I really didn't do anything wrong. It's just, I triggered them. I brought out some memory or some emotion in them that caused them to like lash out because they're not consciously aware of their pain or their past or their trauma or whatever is going on. And I think that it makes, it's like a blessing and a curse because since I started going through my spiritual journey, I see that a lot for my family members, especially with my mom. And I really, really, really want to help her because I love her and I care about her and I don't want her to like go through these cycles. You know, she's already in her fifties. So I, yeah, it sucks. But um, that's the that's the curse part. It's like, I want to help people now. And if they're not ready to be helped, if they don't want to see it that way, then there's nothing I can do. So I just have to watch on the sidelines and release the need to like help heal other people. Um, and that kind of sucks because it's like, oh, I can see like if you just if you just sit down for five minutes with yourself, you would start healing this. But the blessing part of it is like, ah, you're yelling at me for this thing. I actually, I might still be hurt. Like that's still valid. But now I'm not taking it as personally as I would have before. There's actually really nothing wrong with me. I I can kind of see like you're just in your feels right now. Your inner child is upset. You're getting triggered. One or the other. And that's why we're, we're where we are. That's why that's happening to me right now. Right? Um, and I think that that's also really cool. And that goes with growth too, is like being able to detach and, and realize those things. And it's a really hard process. Um, and I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I want to take a break and when I come back, I want to talk a little bit more about working with your fear and being vulnerable and that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm back here to talk about fear and growth. Because I definitely touched on like using your triggers as a way to see where your fears are and where your opportunities for growth are. But I also want to talk about fear and growth. Um around something that has been coming up for me in the past few weeks, which I I kind of mentioned before, so I wanted to dive deeper into it. This idea of like getting from A to B really, really quickly and instead taking steps to get there. I think it's really important to acknowledge that. I think that we... Mm, how should I frame this? We definitely... I I think I mentioned this earlier. So it's like, I use the example of like saying, I hate money. That's how I feel now. And I want to feel like I love money. So I say it all the time, or I do a lot of work on that. And I focus and I put a lot of intention into that. But I'm still not feeling it. And I think that that is the part of fear and growth that I really want to talk about. Because I feel like in my healing work, and in my personal philosophy, the feeling part is the most important part. Um, Like I said, a lot of us focus on our minds and rationalizing things 
and having an understanding. So it's like, okay, I write out my money story and I connect the dots and I realize why I hate money and why I have a bad association with money. And I can understand that and that definitely can give me a lot of clarity um, or maybe even some new growth around that. But I feel like that's only part of it. And I feel like a lot, a lot of people miss the other part of it, which is like feeling it, feeling it in your body, working through that in your body. Like I've noticed more and more, which is good, that a lot of people are working to be embodied or to do energy healing, um, to reconnect with their bodies. And I think that that is super important and why I focus heavily on this in my business. Um, As somebody who was raised to um, think logically about everything, to always make decisions based off of that, my intuition was quieted because of that and because of other like trauma that I went through, which also is extremely valid for not feeling comfortable and wanting to be in your body if you've experienced any kind of trauma. And I think that that's something that a lot of people, they just think like if you can rationally revisit your trauma or your experiences or your programming and understand that, then you can release that. And I think that for some things, yes, that works. Some people, it works. But a lot of deeper things, your body is still holding on to that energy. If you experience a traumatic, okay, if you break your ankle, like people aren't like, hey, you just need to realize what happened when you broke your ankle. And the more you start thinking about your ankle healing, the more it's going to heal. Like, no, you have to go and like get a cast or take like anti-inflammatory medicine or leave it elevated. You you have to like rest and give your body time to heal, right? And I think that it's so weird to me that we don't do that for emotional stuff because we've seen over time how that happens, like the most common emotional healing that I've seen, and quite frankly, the only one that I've seen, at least Western medicine acknowledges, like anxiety, right? So it's like, if we have an anxiety attack, we have a physical response in our body based off of our emotions, right? And not saying that nobody recognizes that, oh, I'm I'm angry, so I cry or I punch things and that's a physical response. But I'm saying like when it comes to healing, right? And a lot of Western medicine is like therapy is just now becoming popular. It's mostly like medication and treating symptoms, but that's besides the point. Um, But I think the easiest example for people to understand this is like if you have an anxiety attack, that is a physical response that your body is giving you based off of your emotional state, right? Like you are feeling anxious, overwhelmed, unsafe, whatever the cause is, and your body, you're not dealing with it. You're trying to um, forget it, avoid it. I had one, my first anxiety attack, I didn't even know what it was I because I didn't even know what anxiety was. I was a kid and I freaked out and I was like dry heaving and I asked my mom like, what's going on afterwards? And she's like, oh, you had an anxiety attack. 
And I was like, what? I thought I was sick or something. And there's nothing wrong with me. Right. So a lot of us, we, we're not, we don't even recognize it. And then we, and it happens. So it's like, if we're not dealing with our emotions, then our anxiety emotions, then we have an anxiety attack. And it's our body saying like, this is too much for me to handle, for me to carry. I need you to become present in your body and to focus on this. Like, I'm really asking you, please be here to work through this, to try and remove the anxiety if possible, to treat it, to give it space. And I think that it's weird how we we pick and choose. Oh, that makes sense for anxiety. Oh, but that doesn't make sense for this. You know, like other emotional responses in our body. Why does it not make sense that we wouldn't also have a physical tie to that? Um, and I think it's really just like our society and how we were taught how things work and the right way to do things. And we forget a lot of ancient cultures and civilizations um, practice all of this. And then, you know, colonization, most things it's because of colonization. But um, I think it's important to get back to this kind of framework that, okay, so if I experience a sexually traumatic experience, my body holds on to that, like that energetic signature until I can heal and feel safe again in my body, right? It's like the fight or flight adrenaline response. And some of us go through our whole life having that triggered the entire time. And we never know what it feels like to relax, to like feel safe in our body And the longer we avoid being embodied and being present in our body, the harder it gets to come back to it because so many things overwhelm the second we get there Um, and we open up. And that's about like your fear and growth, right? And so I think that it's really important to address when we have this, this fear, our body, that part of it, that we need to come back and literally, like, I keep saying, like, talk to your body, like, literally just talk to your body, just ask, sit down, close your eyes, take a deep breath, put your hands on your heart, and ask your body, like, what is going on? Are you okay? What do you need? How can I help? You know, I think that that's a huge part of our healing and our growth that a lot of us miss. Because if we're like, for for me, I was afraid of being vulnerable because of my past and the past trauma I went through, um, especially with my partner, it was a big, big challenge for me. And I was faced with that by being in a relationship and it helped me to grow and to move past a lot of it, but I'm still, you know, going through it because it's, it's not a quick process. Um, and I was like, yes, I understand. This is a negative coping mechanism that I do. I push people away. I don't want to open up, but that didn't just because I understood it doesn't mean that it happened any less. Like it still happened. And then I just kept telling myself like, push past it, push past it. And I found myself in this place where like my body was rejecting that. Like it was literally like my, my partner would go to kiss me and my body would move away. And it's like, I don't not like my partner. Like there, there's nothing wrong with my partner for anybody listening. (laughs) Um, He's an amazing person. 
but like and he's very gentle and he was very like accommodating but for some reason it's like I thought there was something wrong with me like maybe I just don't like him enough maybe he's not the right person for me and and as I was doing the work I realized my body just still not feeling safe around men from my past trauma and so I didn't give it that space to heal and to acknowledge so it doesn't matter that my partner was like the best person in that moment for me, my body was still not feeling safe. Like it doesn't know the difference between a good man and a bad man. Right. Like, um, and not to say that there's good and bad, like I'm just saying like for me um, or their behaviors. Right. So it, it just knows that's a man. And I know from experience men are not safe. So, I think that that's really important when you're working through your fears to connect with your body and to allow it to release that energetic signature that it's holding on to. Um, Cause we can have multiple physical responses. It could be that like how like my body just pulls away naturally without me even thinking. Um, it could be like, we talked about an anxiety attack. Um, and for a lot of people, it can turn into a chronic illness or some kind of disease or long-term thing Uh, where the more you put it off, the more you don't deal with it, the louder your body is going to get and try and speak up to get you to deal with it on this like energetic level, on this embodiment level. Um, And it could even be um, consistently injuring yourself. I was messing around with my dog in the backyard like two years ago now. And I slipped on like the, the hose and I hurt my foot. And I was like, okay, you know, this will be something that will heal in a couple weeks. I had that pain for a whole year and I didn't know why. Like it wasn't like I, like it was like a sprain, you know, like it didn't, it shouldn't have lasted that long. And when I sat down and I asked my body, like, what, why am I, why is my foot still holding on to this? It was crazy. Like I tried so many different things to heal it. And then when I finally was like, I, I just, Honestly, I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to live like this. Like, I'm just going to ignore the pain, right? And that was obviously the opposite of what I'm saying. And so that's why I say I speak from experience. Um, And I finally sat down and I was like, what am I holding on to? What is going on here? And I have this cool book called um, You Can Heal Your Life. And they talk about what physical ailments mean for specific um, emotional stuff. And so I looked at that and I referenced it and I was like, oh, because it was saying like your foot is about money issues and like receiving and things like that. And so I, I sat down and I started doing the work around that and my foot healed like literally instantly. Like now I don't have that pain and I didn't have to, I wasn't like taking medicine or going to the doctor, had it in a, you know, like a cast or whatever. It was like, I sat down and I addressed the feeling that my body was holding on to and it went away. It was freaking crazy. And so that's why I'm like really big into this because I feel like a lot of our stuff can be managed this way, can be integrated and healed and honestly be avoided this way. If we're trying to be present in our body and we're listening to it and we're giving it space to heal, then we'll have a lot less problems. And And it is a really, really big process. Like, I'm asking you to do a lot, right? Like, I'm saying I'm still in this journey of listening to myself and being embodied. It's a lot for people. I understand that. That's why I offer, like, these types of 
one-on-one healing services and sessions with my clients because I know that it's a lot. So I'm there to like guide them through it. Um, but it's really something that's important. So, you know, like nothing hard, nothing worth doing is going to be easy, right? Like they, if it's hard, if, if it's triggering you, if there's a fear around it, that's where your growth is, right? If you, um, if you feel fear or you feel resistance to something, then that's a sign. That's a trigger. That's a sign for you that there's growth there. This is where you should be going, right? Um, and I'm not saying this on like a, oh, go run out into the street because that's scary. Like, no, I mean, like, if you're like, oh, you know, I got the intuitive download or I keep getting this feeling that I should sit down and write a letter to my mom who I haven't spoken to in years. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm just going to keep avoiding it, right? Like, that probably means, like, if you sit down and do that thing, then there will be a lot of release, there will be a lot of growth, there will be positive outcome to that. Um and you're just, your ego is like, mm, this is a little scary. This feels like we're playing our edge a little bit. I don't know. I want to stay safe in this like cycle that I've been going through of unhappiness because I already know what the outcome is. I'm still going to be unhappy, you know? And so I think that that is a really important piece of like fear and growth to acknowledge is I'm, I'm having a little resistance, like when I open up the podcast, I was like, I keep procrastinating, putting off doing this podcast episode. It's like, that's probably indication for me that that's where I'm going to have a lot of growth. And it's going to be a lot of opportunities for positivity to come out of this if I just sit down and I do the thing. So yeah, I think I, I covered all the things I wanted to cover. And I really hope that this wasn't too like windy or confusing or whatever. So Um, I'm going to have all of our like Instagram, our email, our Patreon, like all the information will be in the show notes every single episode. So if you have any feedback, um, even if you're like, the intro is weird. (laughs) I was like, I spent like two hours, like getting sound bites and putting that together. So yeah, please be gentle. I'm a cancer son and I'm very sensitive. Um, but yeah, any feedback you have, if this like resonates with you and you want to write an email and be like, yo, I really needed to hear this, you know, this thing came up for me. Like, I would love to connect with you. If you just want to DM me on our Instagram page, um, it's witchy and weird pod. And our email is witchy and weird pod at Gmail. Um, so yeah, all the stuff is, is in the show notes. And I'm just really excited to be here and to open up. I really do feel like this is like a different realm, like a portal that we're creating. And so I definitely want to hear your feedback. I'm not just here to speak for whatever many minutes and not hear any feedback. Like, (laughs) it's so weird um, for me. So yeah, anything that comes up, share it. I'd love to hear it. If you have more questions, if you want me to cover specific topics, also here for it. I have like two other topics already in the works that I'm really excited to talk about. And yeah, I, until next time, I'm really excited and thank you for listening. 
If you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!